All right, that was a little eight bit basket case by Chris. Easy Metallica. <laughs> this is our third take today, so Chris already knows the answer. Hold on. Uh, it wasn't Metallica? No, Chris. Megadeth? No, Chris. Great White? No, Chris. Uh, Ron Genre, punk, uh, 90s. Rancid? Chris, you know what it is. Just <laughs> tell the listeners. Uh, Good Charlotte? It was Green Day. <laughs> oh, Green Day. Green Day. Hey, for the record, he didn't get it right off the bat. No, I didn't. I had no fucking idea. And the thing is, I like Basket Case, too. Yeah, I was like, we're Donovan and I both were looking at you like, come on. No. Nope. You're no. like, it's just the best. Because uh, I'll always play Chris. Chris gets to hear it before you guys. But he only hears what you guys hear. Then I stop it. And then we hit record. And he guesses. And I just see his eyes uh, glaze over. <laughs> oh, dude. No. Yeah. I mean, and I, it's not an act. I really have no fucking idea. <laughs> like, give me a hint. <laughs> you're like, you're, I'll just get it with the hints. We'll do it live. Okay. Uh, sounds like... I don't know. Uh, anyway, this is Best Frenemies, and I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Johnny Lasagna. So, yeah, let's, first of all, Jimmy and Jugs, um, I will not sit around and listen to your podcast, Full Metal Podcast, uh, when you continually drop Johnny's name, which would explain why he said your last episode was the best and you dropped his name like three times. Yeah, that's why it was the best. Dude, our, our first take, I was totally like, uh, oh no, denying the, it. it was like, oh, the best. It was they, like, I was so entertained. They, they gave me really good jujitsu moves. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Now yeah. our patience level. This has been a really rough episode. Like, I lot forgot of, the power cord. We had of, to drive back to my house. Like, fucking Johnny fucked up and recorded wrong. Yeah. We've got had a lot of issues. I felt guilty for not having the power cord, but now it's but like... But now it's just... We're the, even. The it's a push. Playing field has been even, too. It's a freaking push, bro. Uh, You know, but the worst part about this, so this is our third take. We did an entire banter section. No, we were done. We were done with this segment. Yeah. I don't even remember what we talked about in banter. That's <laughs> no. how bad my fucking... <laughs> Memory is now. Dude, isn't that rad though? Like one day, all... one day you and I are going to meet each other for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens when you smoke a lot of pot out of a tin can. I guess can. that's why they call it dope. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I mean, really, we record these episodes and genuinely, I mean, it's like two, maybe two days most at this point before we post it. Yeah. So it might be three days after we record that I'll listen to it. Completely new to us. <laughs> I'm laughing out loud because it's like, hey, that was really funny. I don't remember saying it. I don't remember reacting uh, to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, dude. That's why we write shit down every once in a while. Like, oh, I want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, uh, we didn't record an episode in February. It was brought to my attention. Oh, no, that was intentional on your part because it was Black History Month. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fight yeah. the power. <laughs> You're like, I'm not dancing for the man. Solidarity. I don't want your laugh. <laughs> don't ever fucking talk about varsity blues like that in a derogatory manner. Uh, 
Oh, Chris, speaking of football, you lost the Super Bowl bet. We bet. I let you. I think I let you pick quarterbacks. You picked no, teams. No, no, no. I've never. No, no, no. No, I didn't. I wouldn't ever pick Tom Brady. Yeah, so I got Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. And I got the GOAT. Yeah. And and you picked the young guy. Yeah. Who should have easily won. And I, I don't know. I know, and it was a bad, bad game. It was right? a horrible game, but the bet was if your team won, I would have to read a fucking book of your choice, which. It really never ceases to amaze me how. Like, you read, like, a book. I mean, Ernest Klein puts out a book, and you read it. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it, bro. Or or a band puts out a book. And yeah. I, and, so, I, and it just, pay, real page turner. Just, like, <laughs> done in three days. And that's fucking it. But you know what? Especially right now, that you are gainfully unemployed. Yeah. You, you even were, Audible's not working for me right now. Dude, I'm you not, are fucking power. You were like, hey... I just started. I just started this uh, uh, mini series, and like a day later, I just finished it. I'm yeah. like, dude, that's like 42 episodes. I powered through. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have Donovan the next day, so I just stayed up all night. I just watched. <laughs> I got tattoo work done, so I couldn't do <laughs> nothing except watch TV. Oh, that's another. Yeah, dude, I got got my uh, koi fish redone, and and I actually think, dude, you're gonna be out longer for tattoo work than i will be for getting a visectomy because you've been out for about two weeks well bro. let's let's by the time let's you be go honest back, chris this is about eight inches area so it's working with a lot bigger area <laughs> <laughs> the recovery takes longer chris on more area that it has to cover you know what dude <laughs> Yeah, but with a tattoo, you don't have to smell your burning body parts oh, being dear. cauterized. Hey, I've been there, dude. I've been. I already told you the deal. You just you do it on a Friday. You tell, you tell your family leaves you alone. You tell the doctor that you need something for the pain, so you get some Vicodins to did jump you, on. Did you take Vicodin? I, I took as prescribed. Yes, I got Vicodin. You'll get Vicodin. Really? For yeah. bisectomy? They told me like no. They did? Well, but mine was like 10 years ago. Maybe they don't do it anymore. I don't think they do it anymore. I got Vicodin and uh, frozen peas in my nuts all weekend. That's a pretty good combo. Because the two people, <laughs> individuals that I know that have had visectomies this year made it seem like, dude, there was no, like you take ibuprofen. Really? Yeah. That's like all you get. Oh, you're bumming, dude. I got, I got Vicodin and frozen peas on my nutsack. All weekend. I fucking want Vicodin. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be in pain. I'll make my wife give them to me. You know, whatever. Yeah. She'll hold them. Take as prescribed for pain. Yeah, I didn't get to have fun with them, by the way. I was still sober when I got them, so. You couldn't even I'm sure drink, you couldn't drink on them? I couldn't, I couldn't have, like, that glass of wine with them and get all fuzzy. <laughs> Dude, drinking on Vicodin. Glass of wine and, and, and two Vicodin? No. Oh, well, that's kind of the pussy route. I would do a 40 of Bud. Okay. And uh, six, walk, six Vicodin. Walk me through it, dude. So I would wash down six Vicodin with a, a 40 ouncer. And then when I started nodding out at noon. Okay. I'd so when, do did you, when would you take it? Fucking like, I would early riser, 7 a.m. Bam. 7 a.m. Yeah. You would take how many? Six. Fuck, dude. You take, don't only like 10 come in a bottle? No, fuck no, dude. You get like, uh, shit. I think there'd be like, 50 
Where, what is your doctor? Okay, anyways. No, I bought my prescriptions uh, from my freaking okay. wheelchair posse. Okay, so you you pop six. Yeah. You crack open a... Do you wash? Do you use the beer to wash them down? That's probably... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I drink the whole 40. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jamie would 40. generally... Yeah, 40 ounce Okay. And then when I would start nodding out at like 11 or noon... Oh, I wonder why, dude, after... Then I would take the blow. Then you would take the blow. And then... Then at around then, then around one o'clock, you probably were like in that perfect, just yes. that perfect line of yes. half coke, that yin yang of cocaine and yeah. But I would have to stop it. drinking. I couldn't drink after like one because when Jamie got home at five, she would be able to smell it. You would do this, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. That's that's pretty good. I mean, I I liked cocaine and Merlot, so. And that was, that was, I was, I was. So uh, when, when did you do that when your boyfriend left? Yeah. <laughs> when he left to work at the, yeah, the, now, the floral now shop? I, I was single when I, uh, and down to mingle when I, when I had my, uh. Merlot? Dude, yeah. I fucking do not. That's when. Wine? So I, I was I able never, to do it. I was I mean, able to do it alone. Wine was okay in a pinch when there was nothing better to drink. I don't get wine. Dude. I just liked the buzz from wine. It was more, it was more of a shishi romantic, and I felt like I could take my bed sheet and tie it around like <laughs> Superman cape and write sad poetry on on wine, <laughs> on a bottle and a half. You of know Merlot. what? You know what, dude? Um, I would believe that, except I know all you did was probably watch TV. No, no, no. No, Chris, that's not true. Okay, so did we tell him what the, you uh oh. what you lost in the bet? Yeah, we lost the Super Bowl bet. So uh, my punishment, I had two choices. I could either watch the original Space Jams <laughs> or Super Troopers. Okay, first of all, it's called Space Jam, not Space Jams. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. Or Super Troopers. Whatever. So I've been avoiding Super Trooper because it just bugs you and Lou. I let people know about the bet, and everybody whispered back like, Super Troopers. It's got to be Super Troopers. Well, now it makes me want to watch Space Jams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I can't watch that because fuck Michael Jordan. I won't watch The Last Dance because of fucking Michael Jordan. You won't watch... Well, they did. No, I'm not fucking watching. I know how that season ended. Yeah, you don't want to watch The Last Dance. Yeah. No, everyone's like, you got to watch it. I'm like, go fuck yourself. It was was really good, though. Yeah, fuck you. I'm not (laughs) watching that shit. And then, so I picked Super True, but I came over here this week, and I picked up uh, a bag of your homemade beef jerky, which was fabulous, by the way. Rad dad beef jerky coming I, your I, way. I polished it off like, I mean, an hour after. You don't I even got... share with people. You're so selfish with it. No no one in my family will eat it. They don't eat red meat. They okay. So you, fuck that. More for you, dude. Yeah, I, it was breakfast. Uh, so I got the uh, Blu-ray of Super Trooper and I left it on the front table. And why do I, why do I even have the Blu-ray? Because apparently at some point you gave me uh, another Blu-ray of Super Kay. Trooper no, no, and no, I lost no, no. it during First my all, last move. You, you used the word gave. First of all, first off, it was a DVD, and I loaned it to you. Okay. <laughs> all right. But anyway, the story is, so I left the uh, Blu-ray that you just lent me, <laughs> apparently. I can't promise it's coming back. Uh, <laughs> Jamie was like, hold it. We have that. We have that DVD around we, here somewhere. We own that DVD, Chris. <laughs> no, she. I think she did say we owned it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that one belongs to Johnny, too. So if you know where it is, I would love to give it back because Johnny doesn't forget or forgive shit. So 
Yeah, I'm probably just going to have to buy you a copy. I'm a tiny elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget shit. uh. Anyway, so in this episode, we have top five karaoke songs. Songs that we would sing during karaoke. Our go-to jams. Yes. Uh, We are going to discuss the new Netflix miniseries, Murder Among Mormons. And... uh, we're going to have to dance around that one and not uh, give away spoilers. But I have a, a personal connection yes. to this. So it's essentially Murder Among Mormons is like how all you guys raised in Southern California were to the... Uh, Night Stalker? Yes, the Night Stalker. It, it, was U- it was Utah's Night Stalker. Yes. It was my... I was living in Utah <laughs> when it was going on. I can see that. But as hey, a, fucking but, fascinating, dude. You know what? It was really... You know, the thing is, so Jamie... Also, was in Utah during that time period. I fucking ruined the miniseries for because her. she's three years younger. I mean, that means when you were uh, that means when you were thirteen, Chris, she was only ten. You fucking animal! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know her then, but she- <laughs> if I did, if I did, still at that age, she would have been out of my league. <laughs> she was a looker her whole life. Me. Not so much. Was she in high school when you met her? When I, well, yeah, dude, I dated, started dating. She was 17, I was 21. She's only 17. <laughs> she was a little temp- temptress. Daddy said she's too young. <laughs> she's old enough for me. <laughs> that should have been in my karaoke. I might have to write that one in, dude. Dude, you have to scribble that one in. <laughs> uh, I love Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a... Uh, we got uh, we got a, uh, an old guest is coming back on the show today. Real quick, I did not sign off on this. This was a late addition to this episode, and I'm a little pissed off. We had a dude. Okay, first of all, <laughs> don't talk too loud. He's out. He's outside the other door right now. I don't give a fuck. I could take him. Hey, <laughs> I don't even want to get him going because I don't know where his head's at. But enough people, enough people had sure enough people where... complain that he hadn't been on, so he's coming on today. No. One person <laughs> fucking complained he hasn't been on. And I have words for that one person. I haven't seen that one person for a while. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and then we are going, we have recommendations. Do you know what you're going to recommend? I do. Actually, so do I. I do. And I even knew on the first time. But you know, hey, let me do my amazing Kreskin impersonation. Your recommendation is not a book. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, let me do one of you. Your recommendation <laughs> It's probably a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's our episode. So let's get let's see if this works now. Okay. Yeah, so we'll we'll test it. I have, I have faith that we're we're into the next segment now, Chris. All right, let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you on this day, you savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies 
top five list. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. So <clears throat> today's top five is top five karaoke songs. So songs that you and I would sing during karaoke. During karaoke. And uh, <laughs> as, real, as professionals uh, say it, Chris. Let me uh, let me tell you that uh, I got a karaoke machine for Christmas. That's indeed you having a karaoke machine is like me having a typewriter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have a karaoke machine? Uh, fuck, I don't know. It sounded like a good idea that it would be something that my family and I could do. Just like messing around. Have you guys no, we, plugged I, it in yet? Or no, no, no. We haven't done it yet. But hey, I do have my top five songs. And the thing, Jamie, she was like, you're only going to sing two songs. And two of those songs are on my list. I will point out which ones those are. Okay, there's one that she always brings up that I think is a really strange one. I guarantee you it's not on your list that she says. Maybe it's that you just know all the words, too. Well, yeah. I'll, well, I'll find we'll out later. To. All right, go ahead. What's your number five? Uh, my number five... Ooh. Just because it's one of the, the greatest songs of all time. That's, that's How Strong My Love Is by Otis Redding. And that's for the ladies. That's if single Johnny's like out in the karaoke bar. Can't go wrong with little Otis Redding. <clears throat> I'm not going to dispute that, uh, but I have no idea what song that is <laughs> at all. It's a good one. It's, I, it's like one of the best love songs ever. Really? Are you going to say it's more of a love song than I used to love her, but I had to kill her? <laughs> <laughs> my, and I can still hear her complain. Oh, dude. Whoa, I didn't know that. that, that, that was. You know what? I should have put that on my list. <laughs> All what, right. What's your number five? Well, first, I want to point out that I feel that my five choices really show my range, my singing range. Okay. So, my number five, <clears throat> coming in hot, Someone Like You by Adele. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, someone... <laughs> Never mind, I'll find someone like you. <laughs> <laughs> wow chris dude i feel i could bust out adele <laughs> you know on the karaoke machine wow yeah you caught me off guard with that dude. i didn't see that coming i mean number four to me should be no surprise that sweet child of mine by guns and roses you know what i have a story about that i have a story uh i was at so the last company i worked for before they uh, uh unceremoniously uh laid me off there was a team building and I got roped into doing in front of the whole department. Yeah. Having a karaoke competition with another guy <clears throat> and the song they picked for me, they randomly picked was sweet child of mine. And I was like, Oh dude, I'm going to fucking nail it. But the problem was, so they're playing the music. Yeah. And I know the song so well, I'm not going to start singing the song. Until it gets, because there's a long intro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are kind of looking at me like. So you have to stand there. I have to stand there and like. That's why you air guitar it, bro. And people are kind of waiting for me to sing. But the thing is, so I sang it and there's a guy there who is a musician. He's like, oh, fuck. How did he say it? And I didn't even take it as an insult. I took it as a compliment. He was like, it wasn't great, but it was serviceable. And I was like. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but no, that's good. I thought about it, putting that one on. It all depends. Like when I, dude, when I used to drink and that song would come on, the, then like the, the, 
<laughs> the end part, sometimes I would like to spice it up and sound like a cat. So I'd be like, meow, 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 meow. Sweet child. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I know exactly what part. <laughs> sometimes I would go for rock kitty. <laughs> I'm just singing that. I'm just singing to the pussies right now. <laughs> uh, okay. No, that's a good. I almost picked that because I have some personal experience with it. Yeah. Uh, so my number four, one by Metallica. Ooh, dude. I know. I know. That what? shows some range because you start out coming in like low key. It's like Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, pow. Uh, I got Darkness in prison. I got to tell you though. Cause <laughs> Oh, did I see you, absolute you, horror? I cannot live. I cannot die. You, you got, you got two two things can happen. You when you pick a long song, they uh-huh. they either just slowly bring you out, like, and you're like, what, dude? I got like a whole nother verse. No, no, no. Or there's someone with their arms crossed, like I'm up next, and he's fucking killing my vibe right now. Yeah, but you know the thing is, I'm kind of thinking about I own my own karaoke machine, so my family can just sit there and fucking <laughs> let me sing. My seven-minute Metallica song, especially that because like like one ends, it's, it sounds like it's about to end, and then it's like it it's, comes another guitar solo. No, and it's like the false indie. Yeah, and you're like, comes down. No, I'm back. <laughs> then it's all. <laughs> all right, what is your number three? Number three, uh, just because it's dude, super e- super easy song to sing is uh Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. Because you, you can almost just speak that song. I fell into a burning <laughs> ring of do fire. This, do this with your arm. I went down. <laughs> Don't ever do that with your arm. Love dude. is a burning thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes... Dude, I'm thinking... Fiery ring. Maybe she have a new segment. Like, <laughs> best friend of me is karaoke. <laughs> uh, all right, my number three. And this is the one... Jamie always says, like, this is the only song you're going to sing in karaoke. War Pigs by Black Sabbath. <laughs> That's generals gathered in their masses. <laughs> Just like witches at Black Masses. <laughs> Evil mindset plot destruction. You sound more of the Faith No More version than uh, the Aussie Black Sabbath version. Dude, hey. I bring my own interpretation to it. Yeah, my stylings. If you're going to cover a song, make it your own, right? Yeah, you got to put your thumbprint <laughs> on it, bro. All right, what's your number two? My number two. And if you pick either one of my last two songs. There's no fucking way, first of all, dude. <laughs> I'm going to be fucking pissed. No, this one, and this one's a shout out to uh, Professor Jeff, because he always told me that this would be his walkout song to UFC when we were pretending if we were ufc fighters what our walkout song would be and uh-huh. he said this once okay and I almost peed my pants and it's a hilarious song it that would be uh judas priest you got another thing coming <laughs> you got another thing coming <laughs> you know you know the thing is that song <clears throat> is i'm not gonna say grammatically incorrect but it's just the expression is, if that's what you think, you have another think coming, <laughs> not another thing coming. <laughs> so Judas Priest, I think, just perpetuated just the wrong expression. Fuck them. They're, dude, they're just down to rock. 
breaking the law, breaking the law. Dude, I bet you that lead singer gets so much pussy, (laughs) by the way. Uh, Yeah, he went out of town (laughs) with Freddie Mercury. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Pussy hands. All right, my number two. I think probably one of the uh, most misunderstood songs out there. One in a Million by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Dude, can, can we just talk about how fucking musically, how rad that song is? It is my favorite Guns N' Roses song. And the harmonies and everything. Like, it's like a freaking, like, the, I mean, you got a little blues riff coming in. and they, like There was no one behind the console that was like, hey, Axel, that, yeah, hey, great, great song. Can we just change a couple of your lyrics? The, for uh, radio play because it's, it's so you know Ch- you know Chelsea and Jason right yeah went up to their house they they're living in uh, Idlewild we went up there like two weeks ago and they were talking about like man so weird like times change like man we were just listening to this like Guns N' Roses song and we were like listening to the lyrics and we're like oh my god I'm like one in a million yeah I'm like my favorite song yeah <laughs> I do I do love the song oh dude I love that song there's just a couple lyrics I mean even Slash. He was half black. He told Axel, he's like, you know I'm half black when he recorded it. My favorite line was when they were talking about their greatest hits album that Slash was yeah. like, yeah, it was an easy decision not to include one in a million. But dude, musically, that song jams. And I like love the that harm- song. Much too high. <laughs> much too high. <laughs> much too high. Much too high. Dude, I love that song. It's a karaoke. I mean, there are parts that I'm going to have to go <laughs> beep and beep. Make no sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> they come to a country. I do as I please. We really like that song. I love that song, dude. I'm going to, hey, in the privacy of my own home <laughs> with my family, I will be fucking singing that song on my karaoke <laughs> machine. I mean, unfortunately, my neighbors yeah. might have some problems. they be like, like, oh, Ooh, dude, you see that white guy with a shaved head <laughs> yeah, singing yeah. One in a Million? Great song. I stand by it. Yeah, me, well, <laughs> I can't say I stand by it. No, I stand by the song itself. If some of the lyrics were changed, it would have been... Uh, yeah, if the lyrics... You know, if they re-released that and, like, changed... Marilyn Manson threatened to record that for years, saying that it was never properly defended, and he never did it. And if that guy's not going to do it, no one's going to... Oh, at this point, Marilyn Manson, he ain't doing much of nothing right no, now. No, he's, uh, he's a little hot water. <laughs> Dude, you think? <laughs> Damn. Anyway, all right. What is your number one? My number one is kind of a cheat, Chris, because you need... You, this only works with... You got you to do... It's got to be two dudes up there. And, uh, oh, dude, is this a Millie Vanilli song? No, it is. It is uh, two guys singing the duet to "Summer Lovin'" from the Grease soundtrack. It brings the house down every time. I've done it. That this that is a sure f- summer lovin', having a blast. <laughs> you think, oh, dude? I seriously <laughs> want to take off. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> I want to take off these headphones. Did and you leave get right. in her I, pants? I, I'm, I, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable yeah. right now. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, Johnny. Hey, Chris. You know what? That is a shock, bro. Your loss. <laughs> I never, I did not see your list. Didn't see it coming. No. You know why? Because you got another thing coming. <laughs> you got another think coming. 
All right. My number one, I will always sing this song. Every fucking part. No, every word. Bohemian. <laughs> Except Fine. for the name of the song. Except the name of the song. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Dude, Chris. Okay, first of all, that's like 15 minutes long. I know. And I'll fucking rock the um, shit out of that. The, it's got every part. It's got the vocal range required that. Uh, I know, dude. And I'm confident in the privacy of my own home. I'm going to nail it. Can you just give us a little taste of that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, mama mia, mama mia, mama mia, let him go. There's a bombs. Okay, hey, that's that's good. That's <laughs> good. Devil for me, for me. I'm not going to the next <laughs> album. I don't think. I don't think. I think you. Uh, I, I think you started out a little too high. I don't know. There's nowhere there, left to go. I should have just started. I should have started. You're right. Don't, don't start at the ceiling, bro. <laughs> I know. I did. Hey, I, know your range. Well, and the thing is. <laughs> I did because I stopped because I know I was going to hit the next. Don't want to blow up that ball sack before your surgery, dude. I, dude, I wouldn't have to have my surgery. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, maybe <clears throat> I'm really going to campaign that at some point we do a segment on Best Friends where we do record karaoke. Cat okay? Of you and I uh, busting out our jams. Okay. The battle it's, is on. All right, because I got... Hey, I have the karaoke machine. Points uh, points awarded, too, for costume. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. If I do Bohemian Rhapsody... <laughs> you better have the I'm yellow ha- suit. Oh, and, dude, I'm going to And the microphone. Upside that, like, down. Pulls, yeah, it's fucking weird. Like, the thing that he like holds and like... Oh, shit. But the thing is, okay, if you were going to dress up like Freddie Mercury... Which outfit would you go as? I'm having to leather, go. dude. Duh. No, I, no. I think I would have to go from the uh, Live Aid concert. The, the wife, freaking the, the wife beater, tucked in wife beater with like the dog choke collar armband. I mean, I think and, and the stash. The classic is the uh, yellow leather jacket. No, where that's, he looks like the drum soldier. You know. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty good. I mean, I feel like I would have to like get rid of my COVID. 19 to really do the wife beater and like pull off that look <laughs> the, oh, so yeah. maybe the jacket i'd have it, to find like could hide a little bit yeah, yeah hide a little bit yeah for sure all right well everyone that is our top five karaoke songs and i think we have demonstrated that we do have uh all the skill set to really nail these songs and to just stay doing podcasts and <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> i think i think we're missing out on uh our uh, band the shitty triangles it was a shitty triangle. <laughs> All right, anyway. Thanks. Hello? Is it me? You're Chris, we're gentle? not on that anymore. Oh, we're shit. Not on Sorry. So, oh, why didn't I put Lionel Richie in this? <laughs> Hello? Okay. Uh, we're on a new segment, Chris. Okay, sorry. We're going to discuss Netflix's new miniseries, Murder Among Mormons. 
which I don't know if you realize was co-directed by a one Jared Hess who directed uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Well, is he a Utah boy? Yes, he is. Because uh, nope, Napoleon Dynamite was filmed in Utah, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He's, he's, a, he's a good Mormon boy. Um, which c- kind of surprised me, so I started watching the documentary. It does not put the Mormon church in the best light, especially there's three parts. The first part... So this is... Okay, real quick. Let's have some ground rules. So... Full disclosure, this takes place in like 1985 in Utah. I was living in Utah at this time period. So I was aware. So when you brought this miniseries up, I'd never heard of it. And I kind of looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see you the trailer. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't want to ruin anything. So I knew what happened. Like it wasn't spoiled to me you said some stuff that would have ruined it if i just didn't believe you i'm like obviously he's talking about something else yeah and so but it was weird too so the first two episodes especially the first episode well just say what it's about you uh, can say that without giving anything all right away. well in 1985 there were on the same day there were two bombs that went off killing two people in salt lake city and they knew that they were connected and it was like this people were worried there was like a serial killer you know bomber and then like the next day another bomb went off and uh hurt uh injured this um he's a dealer of yeah like collectible uh, i mean his Mormon. thing yeah he did like he would find like old historical documents from mormonism so like he would he would find like the second pressing of the book of mormon and sell it to i mean really these letters from like joseph smith who is like um the prophet the first prophet he was he found, like he was a self-proclaimed indiana jones of mormon treasures Basically. Yeah, Mark Hoffman. So he was injured in the car blast as well. But the thing, so the breakdown of the series, like the first episode, so they're all about like 50 minutes long. You go down the road one path. Episode number two, you're kind of like, you're you're looking through the prism of the investigators on what's going on. So you kind of like... And they're dominoes co- start falling yeah. by the end of the second episode. Your mind is blown. You're like, hold <laughs> on, what? Yeah. But the thing is, it's funny. Is it? So I spoke to you after you had watched the first episode. No, the first one. Yeah. Because you were talking about it and like, whoa, the Mormons, like, you know, they're not looking good. And like, they were like implicated and they were like stonewalling. There was a lot of flaws in the book and that, you know, it's saying that. Yeah. All this shit going on, but it was funny. So I talked to Jamie who was, you know, like three and a half years younger than me, but was in Utah when this was going on. So I give her some leeway, but I had said like, Oh yeah, Johnny watched the first episode and he's all thinking this and he doesn't know that blank. Yeah. And she was bombed. She was like, what no way (laughs) like because we had just watched the first episode and i thought she was like knew what had happened and i totally ruined it for her and i was like are you fucking kidding me you don't remember this like we lived there during but anyway that was that was your night stalker yes and so i use the analogy like everyone i have spoken to about that night stalker documentary on (sighs) 
which I still haven't watched yet. Um, You're too scared to watch, are you? I am a little bit of a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Because let me tell you, <laughs> the Night Stalker is way scarier than the three bombs that went yeah. on in Salt Lake yeah. City. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, the, the apples and oranges. In, dude, anyone that grew up down here remembers the Every, hottest fucking summer ever. Everybody having their windows closed and doors locked and it like being terrified. I was I, terrified every night. Everyone of our age group that I've, who was raised around here has a memory of the night stalker. Yeah. Like they all have. Like looking at the news every night and they're trying to give us clues. And yeah, I remember seeing that sketch come up and they got it off the license plate and they had his car that he was stole. Like, but so the murder among Mormons, what happened? That was my night stalker. I yeah. was there, but it was funny watching the documentary and like, Dude, flashback to like, I remember because they put in like news footage of what was being aired in Utah. Yeah. And like, I remember like all the broadcasters, I remember like I grew up with them and I remember. You remember the guy with the mustache and the, the bad sports coat? Like. The different people involved with it. Like, I totally remember them. Um, it is a really good, and it's not that huge of a commitment. I mean, it's three episodes, about 40 to 50 minutes long. Really good. I, I mean, I'm really, after completely spoiling it from Jamie, Yeah, I'm leery of talking about it, but <laughs> it is definitely worth watching. Yeah, it's good. And I mean, so I remember things like these documents were being found. We could talk a little bit about uh, <laughs> the letter, the uh, white... White Salamander? White Salamander so is, a, is a big letter in this documentary. I remember when that happened and so all right little history lesson with mormonism so it goes that joseph smith was like a teenager he was like 15 years old he went out into the woods and he prayed to god like please l l you know tell me what is true what's the true religion he was having a crisis of confidence and this angel moroni descended and said you know come lift come, this rock yeah lift this rocks and you'll find these gold tablets and they were in this ancient language and he had these seer stones that would help him translate these hey. documents into the book of mormon and that's where the book of mormon came from and so this, then the but then this document and i remember when it came out the white salamander letter it was like um uh it was his martin harris who was like a uh he's was one of the witnesses to the golden tablet signed this confession saying like, Hey, I saw the golden tablets and blah, 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 blah. There was this letter that was unveiled that it was like, no, it was, uh, it wasn't an angel. It was a white salamander. Well, he said that Joseph Smith told him personally that yeah, it, was a, it actually it was a, wasn't, it wasn't God and angels. It was a white, white salamander, salamander that, and he was involved in like magic and like, yeah. So the, basically the salamander brought him to the rock and, and it was, I mean, when this came out. It was damaging to. Dude, Mormons were like. People were losing faith like, and stuff. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this was an they're angel like, Moroni, and like, now they're saying it's a white salamander? They're like, whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> I was with you on God and the angels, and you telling me to go to the rock, but now you're telling me it's a freaking talking white lizard? Yeah. <laughs> so. That came out, and so in the first episode, I mean, it's kind of like these Mine documents were coming out, and the the Mormon Church was like buying this shit up and like burying it. It was like yeah, like the National Enquirer 
you know, well, catch and kill those stories about like, you know, uh, helping their friends with like people claiming they had sex, like Donald yeah. Trump and Arnold Schwarzenegger. They buy the stories and bury it. So the Mormon Church was, was buying these these artifacts and like, let's keep this buried. Or, or which was even more, like, <laughs> which seemed even more mafia style to me was. Like somebody would pay forty thousand dollars for a document and then just donate it to the church. <laughs> it was like, oh sure? yeah, a private are collector. You, are you sure that guy's really buying it and donating it to the church, or is the church giving him? Is he working for the church? Again? Yeah. So, um, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that the Mormon religion was started so late. Like it was in the eighteen hundreds. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it hasn't been around that long. No. No. That, no it hasn't. So like that's another thing that they're saying. They're like to to disprove. A, re- a religion and the facts of the religion where it's only been around, you know, the first two episodes of this don't cast. And this is what was kind of con- confusing to me for the first two episodes was do not portray the Mormon church in a very kind light. And it was being directed, co-directed by Jared Hess, who He's is Mormon, a devout Mormon. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it was fascinating. And then the, the third episode was just like, I mean, and quite frankly, I know what happened. And there was stuff that I was like, dude, I had no fucking idea he did that. Yeah. And still pretty crazy. Like, it, like it some was luck and some lucky breaks on how it turned out that way that it did. Yeah. No, it was, it, it's definitely worth watching. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I'm not Mormon or anywhere close to any of that, and and I was thoroughly entertained. So there you go. Um, I'm a notorious Mormon hater, <laughs> and I was no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was good, and I, I mean, quite frankly, I would, I mean, I'm curious with my in-laws who are devout Mormon, yeah, if they're gonna watch it and what they think about it, but um, just tell them I not, mean, tell them not to kick the TV in after the first episode. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that. I mean, at the end of the day... Yeah. Hey, they're fine. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the whole series plays out, I think you're kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I think all parties involved are just like, okay, so that's how it happened. And you know what? Most people, like even like you that remembered, that remembered it happening, you didn't have all that information. They didn't give you all oh, that no, information. Oh, no, I don't. So. I, I wasn't aware of all the, like, the investigation and how they... Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it was pretty lucky how they... What they found and then piecing it together. And can I just tell people too, Chris, like real quick to our California people that were born and raised here. If you haven't seen the Night Stalker one yet, he is even more terrifying than you thought he was. <laughs> just to be forewarned. Oh, the uh, Richard Ramirez. What's I, it? Everybody was scared. It's Richard Ramirez. Richard right? Ramirez. Everyone was already scared of him. After you see this and how many times we could have caught him before, like... We could have we could have saved like ten people from dying. So is this Johnny One Upper? No, this I'm, is you just Johnny One Up and me. Well, I'm just saying the California. Uh, my experience, my experience was way scarier than yours, Chris. Yours was a white salamander. I was a night stalker, dude. Chris, you can't let me have my moment, bro. You're you can't let me have my moment. Three bombs to a fucking Satanist serial killer that preyed on like yellow two story houses. You know what, dude? Let's just end this segment. Right. I'm, it's ruined. Yeah. Ruined. You could be a lawyer, a doctor, a senator. The world's wide open, Kelly. What do you want to do? I want to borrow that top. Do what? 
Let me borrow that top. Let me borrow that top. Let me borrow that top. I wanna borrow that top. That's such a cute top. That's a cute top. I wanna borrow it. Let me borrow the top. Aren't we friends? Aren't we friends? So what's the problem? Let me borrow the top. Let me borrow that 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 fucking top. All right, Chris. I really don't want to let him on right now. All right, let me just go on record for our tens of fans. Uh, I'm doing this segment under protest. Yeah, he just won't go away. And speaking of not going, he's outside the door. All still. Right. Still. Fucking go get him. I got All shit right. to do today. See Bass. What's up, bitches? Oh, where's my mic? Ugh. What's up, sluts? <laughs> Hey, where's where's my cappuccino and sours that you promised me? You know what? Um, our budget has been diminished um, because Johnny doesn't have a job right now. Well, yeah, he does. He's walking my French bulldog right now. Nacho. <laughs> Nacho, your French bulldog? Yeah, it's, it's fucking stylish, dude. Did you see? It's got a little doggy fanny pack. <laughs> hey, so uh, what have you been up to since... Like, what, two years? Has it been two years? Well, I went to rehab for um, doing too many sours. I mean, that stuff's loaded with sugar. It's fucking loaded with sugars. I was, I was on a good one there for a while. Um, I was working on Time Machine while I was on them, and I was this close to being able to say talk to you yesterday. You can keep laughing at me. I'm gonna. <laughs> I will scratch your fucking eyes out, Christopher. Don't say my full name. Christopher <laughs> E. Long. Oh my God. Uh, hey, so I hear you have a boyfriend. Yeah, you know, it's fresh. Um, he's a hairstylist. He did this hair right here. Uh, hold on. What's his name? He does my guy lights, actually. His uh, <laughs> his name is uh, his name's Richard, and that's uh, long for dick. <laughs> actually, that would explain because he is the one guy who keeps asking for you to come back. Well, on no, the show. he's the one guy that has any taste. <laughs> Seriously, do you taste like sours? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, bitch? Uh, so, uh. So you're not, are you working? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm a successful editor. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm working the streets. I'm staying controversial. That's what I'm doing. Working on my tan. Called up Johnny to go lay out by the pool. So you're not, you're, you're <laughs> a little bitch. <laughs> oh no, my tattoos. Stupid little bitch. Squash him. Uh, so you're no longer uh, watching Donovan or... Uh... No, I've just been hanging out with Nacho and Richard, going crazy, <laughs> running so, around Westwood. So um, are you like doing the whole like pandemic, like you staying inside? Social distancing. I'm more into controversial distancing. And that's where um, I'll take a kiddie pool and, and put a lime green jello in it. We'll do a little wrestling. So funny. Oh God! Hey, so 
um, I can't guarantee this segment is going to make it on the podcast. Because we... we, we uh, oh, so I guess you don't have a good podcast this week. <laughs> or whatever. You guys don't even put out podcasts. I try to find you guys in February. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Johnny wouldn't do it. It was Black History Month. Oh, okay. That's... <laughs> you fine. understand. Yeah. You understand. BLM. Right here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh okay so um you're off the sours I'm off the sours today one day at a time isn't that what you little bitches say Hey every long journey I actually skipped the sours and now it's rosé all day <laughs> You know what uh Seabass I got nothing else I don't even know what to ask you all right, right now I'll just tell you this it's been a it's been a couple years, and if I don't come back on sooner, like I said, I will scratch your fucking eyes out. All right. Well, hey, it's Sebastian back from rehab, and uh, thanks for coming by. Ciao. All right, dude, we made it to our last segment. Thank God. This one took a little bit today, dude. It's oh, fucking, dude, we've been recording for like, I swear, four hours. It ruined my whole fucking uh, Saturday. Yeah, the whole day's done. Ruined. Ruined. All right, recommendations. I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, people that have a subscription to Hulu, this is streaming on Hulu, No Man Land. Uh, is that that movie with... Uh, Francis McDormand. She's, she's kind of weird in real life. She says really weird speeches. Yeah. No, she's. I think she's kind of. She's a little eccentric. She's a little. Yeah. But she. Great you actress. Know, to me, she seems like someone <clears throat> that I want to hang out with because well, she's kind of quirky. Like, I mean, she was the mom in Almost Famous, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And uh, what would she be most known for? Well, she won an Fargo? Oscar for Fargo. Fargo. That, that would be... That would and then she won uh, an Oscar for Three Billboards Outside... Right. E okay. And... Outside of... Ebbing, Missouri. Ebbing, yeah. Ebbing, Missouri, I think. I, that was a great movie. It was a good movie. I liked it. Uh, so anyway, No Man Land is basically takes place... <clears throat> with like around 2008 around the great recession when people just freaking lost everything oh that dude, we're in the great recession right now dude yeah well yeah it's pretty bad uh shit just comes in i'd like every 10 years crap just it just goes to shit yeah but uh and she loses the town she lived in completely was uh decimated by the closing of a factory she has a van, and she is forced to live. In a van by the river? Yes. <laughs> and, and it's basically 
the people she encounters along the way because that was during the great recession that became a big thing like people that you know were just trying to make ends meet and were like gig workers like going and working in you know an amazon factory uh would just kind of have these like would travel in communities and yeah live in vans and you know mobile or uh rvs uh but it was the movie, so the woman who directed it, uh, Chloe, I'm, I think I'm going to pronounce her name, last name right, Zhao, I believe. Um, she won Best Director for Drama at the Golden Globes. It just happened last weekend. That's interesting because you've never uh, mispronounced a male director's name, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, touche. <laughs> touche. Uh, you're such a dick. Uh, hashtag me too. Uh, she, the movie. Is it, it depressing, Chris? It looks kind of depressing. That's that's what's stopping me from hitting the play button. Do I need to? And it's okay if it's a depressing movie. I just have to be in a certain mood to watch I, the depressing yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, so Jamie and I watched it. And I afterwards, I was like, man, that film was kind of depressing. I mean, I. And I don't know if depressing is the right word. It was just like, I mean, fuck, dude. You, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get by. And life kind of sucks. And people yeah. come in and out of your lives and there's nothing you can do about it. And I think we're at an age now where it's like, you know, dude, I'm having people I know that are dying. Yeah. And like, it's just, but Jamie looked at it a different way and was like, dude, I'm like this close to doing that. Like, over, <laughs> fuck my job. Like, we're getting a Sprinter van and we're going to freaking live in a van. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I've seen some people doing that and I just laugh at them on the internet right now. <laughs> so, uh, buy my van. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Uh, and we are. So, to me, I thought it was a little depressing. Depressing, but good. Yes, it's very good. And the thing is, Frances McDormand, she does some scenes where it's like, dude, she is a fearless actor. Like, I mean, and this is going to sound horrible. Dude, she just will fucking do things like floating naked in a pool, you know, or yeah, in a pond. So fearless. fearless. Yeah, like, and... Not caring what, Dude, how she's she gonna is look. so. And, and the thing is, too. I mean, there are a bunch of non-actors in the in the role, but they kill it. Uh, she was great. I mean, I'm sure she's going to be nominated for an Oscar. I do not know. My thought is, I don't think she. Depending on who else is nominated for an Oscar, yeah. I don't know if she should win it. But I definitely think the director should win for best director. If she did. A fantastic job. It's definitely. I oh. mean, and it's kind of hard not to say you're not going to do it. I mean, you can stream it on Hulu, or if you know a pirate, who? Or do you still Arr. log in? Or do you still log into my account, my Hulu? Account? Um, I have, I have, I have the uh, Disney Plus Hulu. Oh, okay. Uh, so you have ESPN you. package. Oh, so you don't have to get a pirate for Hulu stuff. Yeah, I don't even know a pirate, Chris. Yeah, I know five. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so my my recommendation is No Man's Land, even though it's depressing. I mean, we're we're two for two. Like last time we uh, we talked about Sound of, Sound of Metal. That was another depressing. Really good. Yeah, that but was good. But you just gotta be you just gotta be uh, in the right mood for it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, my uh, 
my recommendation is a documentary. It's funny, I was making fun of you that you were going to pick a documentary at the beginning of the show. Well, normally, I pick books, um, but I'm between books right now. This is a documentary called Turn It Around, the story of East Bay Punk, and it's, uh, it's about the uh, punk scene in like the 90s that were like... Uh, a bunch of these bands came out of uh, there was a there was like a kind of a do-it-yourself punk community in San Francisco called uh, Gilman Street was the name of the club and it was all run by little punkers and they you know if you didn't have if you didn't have money to like go see the band and like if you promised to sweep up afterwards like they were like a communion hmm. and like and this and a lot of famous bands came out of it Green Day came out of it uh, Jawbreaker came out of it uh. uh Rancid played their first shows out of it before that the uh, band before Rancid which is which is a big part of the doc is a uh, Operation Ivy they only put out one album and then broke up and then uh and then Lars started uh Rancid but Op Ivy if you guys have never heard Op Ivy Op Ivy's fucking dope dude and, and like after you see this you'll instantly throw on the album cuz they only put out one um, <clears throat> this might come as a shock to you, but I have not heard of that band. Yeah, yeah, I know, and it's uh, it's narrated by Iggy Pop. Oh, and uh, I know Iggy Pop. Yes, yes, he, he was in the Lost Boys. Dude, <laughs> Dude the I can't say enough good things about this documentary. It's really good. And what's the name it's of shut, it again? It is called Turn It Around. Is the name of it, and I think you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, pirate friend did put it in my hand. So, turn it around. The story of East Bay Punk. So right. check it out. All right. And uh, Chris, this is gonna come out a couple days. So I picked for our song that you actually heard today. It is uh, it is for because uh. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is coming. Holy shit, you are so I know. fucking prepared right now. <laughs> because St. Patrick's Day is coming, I picked a drop drop kick drop kick Murphy's have a new album coming out. And this is a single that they released last Friday. And it's called Middle Finger. And I am gonna give you the middle finger right now. And uh, it's a song that we can both relate to. Um <clears throat> I don't appreciate your hostility. <laughs> You are invading my safe space? Yeah. Did you watch one female-directed movie, and now you're acting like this? Hey, I do not, do not condescend <laughs> me. So here it is for St. Patrick's Day, Dropkick Murphy's Middle Finger. Thanks for listening. I can never keep
Sin. Sí.